You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. Hey, Mark, fake banter for the intro. That's all I know how to do. Great. Good to be here. Welcome to Tuesdays with... Stories! Hit her in the face with a surfboard. And then the duck fell out of his bag! <laughs> Surf's up! And she didn't even flush. Knock, knock. Who's there? Mark Norman and Joe List. Yeah! This is Tuesdays with Stories, everybody. No, that's terrible. This is supposed to be cheesy. My radio is fitting at me. How about when people say, uh, I wouldn't kick him out of bed for eating crackers? You ever heard that? Never heard that in my life. What? You, you ne- really? Yeah. Oh, man, that's a real, that's an old expression. Like, it's like, she's hot. I wouldn't kick her out of bed for eating crackers. Oh, I've never heard that. I like it. I like it, too, but I don't get it. I wouldn't kick anyone out of bed. I'd just get out of bed. Yeah, I guess so. Wait, so are we off and running? This isn't oh. just a promo. That's all right? All okay, right. great. All right, so we're off and running. This is an episode. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah we'll do a we mid-roll. Usually, we usually do a mid-roll. Every girl I've ever dated had a mid-roll. Oh, I was about to make a mid-roll joke myself. Uh, was it a similar It was going to be, I was squeezing my own stomach. See, that's why you're good. You go after yourself. i got, I got to stop attacking other people. I know these women, they're going to be up in arms. We're going to lose all of our female listeners. There go the mid-rolls. Uh, any... Chubby girl just stopped listening right now because of you, you jerk. But we you're very you. attractive, so people, I think they listen just because you're hot. Who, me? Yes! <laughs> Who listens to someone because they're hot? People! That's the point of radio. It's all uggos. No, it's not true. Well, that, that's Stern? true. Come on. That's a good point. A lot of these morning guys. Oh. The moose. Yeah, right, right. Moose right. and cow yeah, and bab- fucking... Babu and, <laughs> right. and, the, and, the, and the, the wolf man. <laughs> Literally name himself after a, a monster. Yeah. So, uh, but we're, we're, I think we're pretty handsome. We're doing a lot right. of people, we've talked about this before, you and I, because we're both uh, a little gay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people, I'm just like, that's a handsome guy. That's an ugly guy. But there's some of these people, Dan Soder, past guest, dear friend. Yeah. This guy evidently is a fucking stud. You didn't know that? I thought he was ugly. No. His hair's crooked. His head's huge. He's got a weird voice. No, he looks like he's an old, like a, like the uh, quarterback of the football team in high school. I guess. To me, he looks like the offensive lineman who's too dumb to read. Ah, yeah. Well, that's kind of hot in a way. Bad hair. Terrible dresser. Yeah, but he's got the deep voice. He's tall. He's kind of stocky. Yeah. I, guess you're, I mean, I guess you're right. I guess I see it now. But, you, you're but going I didn't personality. Know. I didn't know. I love his personality. We're dear oh, friends. Oh, kidding? God. <laughs> Don't say he's going to hear about this no, and it'll be I a mean, whole ordeal. We all Jesus, love Soder. Guys, I've been, he was my first friend I made in New York, for God's sake. By the close. way, he's ki- cleaning up the comedy scene. He's killing the comedy scene, this guy. But uh, but I didn't realize, maybe handsome, whatever, but he's like a smoke show, evidently. Oh, yeah. Girls come on the podcast, they're emailing, fucking Soder. Every once in a while, Bobby will have a chick on, and he's like, who would you fucking order? She's like, well, obviously, Soder, number one. I'm like, this is obvious? Oh, yeah, well, over who? Scopo? Kel- Bobby <laughs> Kelly? Scopo, I think, is handsome. Ah, oh, <laughs> Scopo looks like a melted candle. <laughs> what, are you kidding? He's all pudge. I don't know where he starts and his fat ends. I don't know. He's all over the place. Well, what about me, buddy boy? I mean, I, I got some nice glasses. I got a hell of a haircut. Great hair, great features. Teeth are a problem, maybe. A little tad, yeah. <laughs> Uh, beautiful uh, facial hair. Long I've been working arms. out quite a bit. I know. I've seen the death. You should see me with my shirt off, boys and girls. Shredded, ripped like lettuce. <laughs> um, More like spinach, Popeye. I got huge forearms. I jerk uh, off a lot with both hands. Oh yeah, he's got a. You got an imprint. I got a big old black thumbprint on the top of my dick. <laughs> Some chicks are into it. I haven't met them yet, but I'm sure they're out there. Mm. Call in if you're into thumbprints on a dick. All right. The phones are pretty dark right now. <laughs> we got some pitch black phones. Wait, it wasn't plugged in. Still dark. Ah, still nothing. All right. Ah, uh, boy. Well, it's good to be back. I'm back in New York. I cherish my time in New York now because I'm always on the road, and it's uh it's so so great here. Yeah, I'm leaving in an hour. I've been here for three weeks, so I'm cherishing leaving. Oh, well, that's how it, that's how it works. Looking forward to getting out. It's like a girlfriend, you know. When you're there too much, you got to get out. When you haven't seen her, you got to get in. That's why I'm excited to get out. Yes, this girl's driving me mad. Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. She's the best. I barely see her. Uh, yeah. I've been all. Over. I've been. I went to Indianapolis. <laughs> Tell me about Indianapolis. Crackers. Great club. Terrible name. Uh, right in the heart of Indy. Did you go to the Whorehouse Bar I was telling you about? Oh, I forgot. Yeah, I should have texted you. Please. Jeez, it's a big old Whorehouse Bar. It's great. Wait a minute. Right in downtown Indy, across the street from the club. We talked what? about it on the podcast What's before. it called? 
I forget. Is it the slippery noodle? Because I went there. Might be. It's a big. It looks like an old brothel, and it's an old brothel. Mm. It's a big old bar. Mm. I don't know. I went a lot to of, a bunch of bars. A lot of cult stuff. Maybe you went in there. I pop. I possibly did. Maybe you popped in. I popped. I love a pop. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Slippery noodles, a jazz club like from the '30s. I went there. Mm. Good times. I had a great. The, just I, I gotta give a shout out to Chris at Crackers. Big fan of the pod. Gave me a Chipotle gift card. Wee. Thank you, Chris. Just had a blast. Really, a uh, really good time. Did and, you go to the top of that little tower thing in the middle? Yes. Ah, it's not that exciting. Not great. You get up there and you're like, what is this? It was so bad I took an Instagram and then deleted it. Yeah. Because I was like, this isn't worth posting. Right, right. I hear that. But yeah. then But here's the weird thing. I wanted to get into this. Mm-hmm. So I'm in Indy. I get an email from a eccentric gay comedian. And he says, hey, fly down to Chicago. It's an hour or two flight. I got up. this up. I got this great room. You're going to love it. We'll sell it out. You'll make a grand. Wow. You'll stay at my place. It'll be great. I was like, holy hell, all right. Show had probably had like 20 people there. We didn't make much money. But this guy's apartment was right on the lake. He was the nicest guy ever. I paid for all my food, all my drinks. Uh, Cody, great guy. And we just had a blast in Chicago. I did a bunch of shows around town. I was there for three days. It was amazing. It was just a whim. Wow. Did you hook up? What's that now? Did you hook up? With him? Yeah. No. Although I could have, quite easily. Well, you're very handsome. That's like I said. I'm in his apartment all day. I bet he's never seen you before he just heard you on the podcast because you're hot. No, we, we apparently met in New Orleans at the New Orleans Comedy Festival. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, maybe you hooked up then. If you maybe. don't remember too well. Yeah, maybe. I well, was, that sounds amazing. It was wild. Just seat in my pants. Yeah, let's go to Chicago. No better city than Chicago. Oh, my Other God. than New York, but that goes without saying. What a, I did three shows on Sunday Amazing. I saw Logan down there, John Roy, a couple fun guys, and uh, Chicago Underground did the show Proxy Morons. I got to give a shout out to all these shows. They were incredible. What was it, a festival? No, it's just that's how good the scene is. I did three shows a night and they were all packed. What was Roy and uh, Logan doing there? Uh, they were zanies. Aha. Uh-huh. So they popped over to these shows. Oh, wow. I'm going to be in Chicago with uh, Gullman in a few weeks or months. I don't know when. I don't know what venue. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'll fly in a day early. See Please. what's popping. Oh, it's so fun. I love that city. You can just walk right to Lake Michigan, walk to the park. Uh, you, can take, you don't need a car there. You take the L everywhere. Yeah, it's amazing. It's a great city. And you can swim in that lake. That's what's oh, so yeah. crazy. It's one I of the few that. cities you can just be swimming in water with, with, a, with a, the skyline behind you. Yes. It's why you can't swim in New York. I know. Not in the river, you know what I mean? Right, right. And there's so many rules now. Hey, don't go there. Don't go there. But Chicago, just walk right in and kill yourself. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Wonderful city to kill yourself in. I watched a guy throw a dog, a stick at a dog for like an hour on the beach just watching with music playing. It was fun. Wow. I wanted to hear the throw a dog story. Ah. That sounded fun. How about those dogs on ESPN that jump? Really oh, far. yeah, yeah. That's mesmerizing. I can't get into it. I could watch that for days. I watch them jump because I want to see their dicks flapping. Mm, well, that's a whole different bag of hammers. <laughs> I love I love a dog dick. Really? That's <laughs> a new side of you. <laughs> Holy hell. I had no idea. They're fascinating. Well, the fascinating thing about dogs is it's the only opportunity to see an asshole up close outside of sex in 69ing specifically. Dog and cat. Yeah, dog and cat. I don't see a lot of cats. Isn't that a, isn't that a show, a dog and cat show? Dog, dog and pony. pony. Yeah, pony. dog and pony. Yeah, That's the right. ponies have the, the decency to leave their tails down. Pony and, tail. Yeah. The cat, that tail is way up like an antenna. That means they're nervous. I read is, that, is that in, right? a, in a cat magazine when I was waiting for the dentist one time. <laughs> cat <They> got, magazine. <laughs> it's called Pussy Ink. <laughs> they got uh, their tails straight in the air. That's why, if they're nervous, if they're yeah. relaxed, they just got a tail down. Oh, I've never seen a cat relax in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I've only seen assholes from cats. But the dog, they clip the tail right off. Yeah, what is that? Just so you can see the asshole, I think. No. I think, it's to, I think it's to deter people from homosexuality. Ah. That's a conspiracy theory, but I'm throwing it out there. Oh, boy. Maybe Mike Cannon can talk about it on his podcast, also on Stand Up Labs. Yes, he has a podcast about dogs' assholes. <laughs> What's this podcast called? Deep Inside the Rabbit Hole. Deep Inside the Rabbit Hole. Pretty with, close. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Bad. Ah, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, check out Deep Inside the Rabbit Hole with uh, our buddy Mike Cannon. It's on the same network. He's, he's got a bunch of kooks in there. They talk conspiracies. These are notes, by the way. I'm not looking at text. Yeah, I'm looking at notes, too. Well, I haven't got to notes yet because we're riffing on this asshole business. Well, here's the crazy thing about this uh, this gay guy, Cody. Uh-oh. Sweet kid. Uh, never seen Seinfeld. <laughs> exactly. What? He's like a huge Frasier fan, and Frasier's a good show. 
Loves all these shows, loves all these movies, great comedy fan, knows every album, yada yada. Never seen the show tonight. He can do he can do a telling you for the last time back to front. Wow. Never seen a show. So I go, Well, well we gotta watch it. So I find it comes on at five o'clock, two of them back to back. I'm like, We're watching both of these. We watch them. I don't think he enjoyed it. Well, Seinfeld is gonna ruin this podcast for him. He's gonna watch it and be like, Well, they're just doing Tuesdays with stories. Oh, yeah, we do sound like George and Jerry quite a bit. I think we're doing it. <laughs> well, I think we have our own spin. <laughs> that's our thing. They, they never well, we a, got our own material, that's for that's sure. sure. They didn't do a dog's asshole chunk. I never chunk. heard any anal, but... But, yeah, it was one of those things where you, when you love something so much and you show it to a friend and you don't think they like it and you're getting mad because they're not appreciating it. That's what Seinfeld, I can't even show it to people anymore. I know. Pearl Jam, too. I can't, I can't hear any. I'm like, ah, you're, you're fucking off. You right, don't know what you're right. doing. You don't know, you're all together nuts. Yeah, I think that must, must be what it's like to have a kid, you know? Because you're like, you don't like my kid? Fuck you, we're done. Yeah, it I, sucks I having a kid. I don't, uh, yeah. Man, let's talk about That's an excellent segue. Yesterday I was hanging out with uh, Louis J. Gomez, the real-ass dude, the rattlesnake, also with a podcast on this network. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rattlesnake, the uh, statutory ape. He's got a lot of nicknames. Sure. Uh, we hang out, me, him, and uh, Dave Smith, who I think also has a podcast in this network. Jesus, Good you guys got to get some less podcasts. My yeah, God. More and more listeners, less pods. Oh, boy. We can't have any more listeners. What are you kidding? We're killing it out We're here. We're doing all right. Yeah. Squarespace. Uh, forward slash. <laughs> we did it. Um, so what was like? What were we saying? Mm. Oh, so yesterday we're hanging out. It's me and Lewis and, and uh, Dave and the baby, baby James. Lewis is a little baby. Sure. What is he, like four now? He's under under two. He'll be two. Uh, <laughs> he was born the day I got sober. We have the same little oh. birthdays. Right, both sober. Indeed. So far. Oh, he might not be. Lewis is a maniac. But uh, anyways, <laughs> we're at the playground. We go to Central Park. Have you ever been to Conservatory Garden in Central Park? Is that where the Lennon thing is? No, no, no. Oh, that's okay. Strawberry Fields. Ah, Conservatory Garden sounds like a real Republican hang. You can't believe this place. Oh, yeah? It's all. It's a garden. It's a quiet zone. Ooh. And you're not allowed to be too loud in there. I like that. And it's all fenced off. It's all these flowers and purple flowers and uh-huh. bushels and bushes. I Instagrammed some pictures yesterday. Wow. And uh, it, it, it's spectacular. Yeah, yeah. I've, I, I was a shame that I've never been there. It's my favorite spot in New York City. If you take the 2-3, uh, it's express. You go from 42nd, 72nd, 96th, 110th. You get out, boom, you're there. Okay, so it's the top of the park. Top of the park. Ah, that's why I haven't been. Aha, uh-huh. but uh, but but uh, they don't go in there. Oh, it's a quiet zone. It's a qu- <laughs> All right, all right. It's a quiet zone, so they kick them out right at the door. They'll never be playing any movies in there. hey Um So anyways, but it's it's spectacular. You should sit the the, the floral, is that what it's called? The flowers? Blo- the the foliage. No, I think it's floral. Yeah, floral. Flowers. Floral. Yeah, there's floral in there. I don't and... hear floral pattern. Yeah, it's this floral, but it's real florals. Okay. No patterns. Got it. But no. there's patterns, but they're natural patterns. Gotcha. But this big old leaf, it's, it's crazy. I said leaves, you have to see it. It's, it's a beautiful place. You've got to check it out. Uh, but anyways, we're in there. I'll go. And uh, we take the baby to the little playground, one of the little boopity-boops with the slides and uh-huh. the slips and the, and the swings. Yeah, shoots and ladders. Indeed. So uh, we, we take him in there. And the problem with having a kid, one of the many problems, but this is a new problem I've just discovered, is the forced socialization with the other parents. Ah. And kid, similar yeah. to having a pet. I wouldn't want a dog because you got to stop and the dogs sniff each other and yeah, you got to make small yeah, talk. Right. That's all you're doing is small talk that with sucks. other assholes. Right. But this is with humans. Yeah. And some, James is by himself, and there was three of us, so we were all playing with James, but we're watching these other kids, and uh, I'm just putting this to you, have a visual for the story. Yeah. Young uh, black kid, probably four, he comes over to uh, this young white girl. I'm uh-huh. just, again, I'm just throwing the race out there, just sure. for, so you can visualize. Yeah. And he, you know, he takes her, uh, her spoon thing, or whatever, sand spoon, whatever the fuck it's called, shovel. Shovel. Indeed. <clears throat> and uh, he's playing with that, he just takes it, and she's like, that's, that's mine. Yeah. And then his... The, the parents of the uh, the white gal come over, and they're like, well, why don't you just share? You can share, and she, uh-huh. you can play with this one. So the girl starts playing with that one. And after like 10 minutes, she decides, she's like, all right, I'm done sharing. You yeah. had your chance. I'd like to play with this thing. And the kid's like, no! No, I'm playing with this! Oh, and then wow. the kids have to, the parents have to discipline the strange kid. His oh, parents aren't around. Boy. They have to be like, okay, well, it's... You can tell they just hate him. Yeah, of course. They're just like, okay, well, you had your turn, and she was very nice. Yeah. And, you could tell they want to be like, give me the fucking spoon, you fucking asshole. Yeah, yeah. And so he's like, no, no. And then they try to bargain. They're like, well, what about this spoon? This is better. Ah. This is a better one. It takes more sand. Uh-huh. And he's just like, no, fuck you. 
And then she's like, well, why don't you just give it back? Because it is hers, and yeah. she let it play. And it's like escalating, but he has no parents there. That alone, I, I would uh, hate that. I would hate that. I'm already angry now. Yeah, and then the other parents come over. And Finally. Then, now you got to talk. No, no, not his parents. Oh. Parents of another kid. Uh-huh. And they're like, how old's your daughter? How old's your son? Oh, Where does he go? Boy. Maybe they'll be together. Maybe they'll get married. Yeah. Just all this bullshit. Oh, my God. you got to just talk to these oh, schmucks. Maybe they'll get Oh, God, that's horrific. Horrible. What about the shovel, though? I'm worried about the shovel. Eventually, what happened with the sho- Eventually, they just took the shovel from the kid. Good! And then he came on over and started to play with James's toys. Oh, uh, what Lewis, is that? Lewis punched him. <laughs> no. <laughs> he didn't really, but, uh, yeah, it was pretty crazy. I don't like it. It reminds me of uh, when, when I was a kid, uh, like, uh, a lot of the bad kids would, not bad, the poor kids would go to the rich neighborhoods on Halloween to get the good candy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's a terrible message, because you're saying, hey, hey, everything we have sucks, let's go take their shit. How about... Fix your shit. Uh-huh. What a horrible message to give your kid. Yeah, yeah, we can't handle it. We can't pick ourselves up, so we're going to go over there. That's terrible. That's a bad way to have a society. Interesting. Well, you don't think it's what you should... Isn't that the, what they're trying to do? That's mobile upability. Mobile up, What's that word? They're like this. Let's, let's go to the better place. I know, but... We're moving on up. You're not moving on up, because moving on up means you're helping your... You're, you're making yourself up. You're just taking from people who have instead of having shit yourself. You know you're a closet Republican. I might be. You are. I mean, I'm for gay marriage, and I like uh, for weed and all that and prostitution. Yeah, none of that counts. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying but you what, should work it, on your own shit. What if it's they're take- in a dangerous neighborhood? They're like, it's dangerous to go to trick-or-treating here, so we're going to go to the safe neighborhood. Isn't it about that? Don't nah, they want to go to the safe place? I think they just want the, the baby Ruth. You think it's more likely they want better candy than they want to be safer? Well, I mean, they live in their neighborhood every day. I know, know, it's dangerous. Yeah. But now it's more dangerous because now they're interacting with people wearing masks. Now they're just like a Power Ranger. Because a lot of uh, my cousins and stuff would come to my neighborhood because we lived in the quiet, safer neighborhood. Uh-huh. So they would come, people would, they would ship people in from Brockton to come to Whitman because they're like, yeah, we don't want to be over here, it's all... I guess that, that, and dangerous. That, that I get, but just to want to, if you want to, you know, a, a crunch bar, so you're coming over here, I think that sends a bad message. All right, well. Hey, hey, I'm just saying. You said your piece. Peace. Hell of a piece. Reese's Pieces. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. Were you a big candy guy? I don't see you with candy. I don't like sweets. I'm not a candy guy, really. I, I like m ms at the movie. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I'm a milk dud man. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, I don't like sweets. They... You know, they're, they're not worth the. They make you real fat. They make your teeth fucked up. It's right. not worth it to me. Not an occasional Milky Way or a Snickers or I'll, anything? I'll, I'll dabble. Right. And I'll, I'll dabble with ice cream, I think, is my number one sweet. Ah, I love an ice cream. Love an ice cream. It's but, so hard, these sweets, because you, you finish your day, I guess particularly without drinking. You finish your day, and you're like, I want, I want to treat myself. Yeah, that it's, is tough. So often you feel like shit afterwards. Oh, you yeah. can't stop. Speaking of feeling... Not like shit. Mm-hmm. Guess what I did last week in New York? I went to a bathhouse. Oh, boy. Have you done this? Now we're talking. I went to a Turkish bathhouse in, in Iraq. Turkey. Oh, in Turkey? In Turkey, yeah. The oh, Turkish wow. ones are in Turkey. Aha. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yep. Uh, so you you did the real deal. Well, the, uh, this is real deal, too. New York, gay, bathhouse, Bette Midler. Come on. This is real. Well, she wasn't there. Yeah, well, she used to be. It's, it was a Russian bathhouse, Wall Street. On was, Wall Street? It was amazing. What are you turning into? I had to shoot a video. And, oh, and this, boy. This, the crew paid for it. It was like 60 bucks for the day. It was wildly expensive. Um, it was three floors, uh, a big giant pool, uh, steam room, ice bath, uh, sauna, schwitz, the whole thing. It was what's wild. A sh- what's a schwitz? Uh, I think it's the same as a sauna. Uh-huh. Yeah, they just call it Schwitz. This is incredible. It Tell was, me about it. it Give me so some details. Cool. You, you Give me go detail. in, you, you pay at the, uh, at the at the front desk, and I was like, look, I feel like an idiot. I don't even have a bathing suit. And they're like, we got you. They gave me a bathing suit. Wow. Yeah. So I go in, I change. I had just a, a cornucopia of wet choices. You know, I was like, all right, do I want to hit the big pool for it, like an Olympic-sized pool, or do I want to hit the, the hot tub? So I hit the hot tub first. Then I Schwitzed. And then I, t- I jumped in the cold bath, which is I- it's an ice bath. Wow, like ALS. Yes. And then they had a cool down room. It was just like a like a room that was like a like a freezer. Wow. So- what happened to your penis when you jumped in the ice room? Oh my god, it it's gone. Yeah. I haven't seen it since. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was just it's so relaxing, and you get good massage, you can get smoothies. Uh, it's just 
It's so cool. It, rich, rich lifestyle is fascinating. Yeah, it's amazing. What? So, what do you pay to get in this place? I think it was about sixty bucks total. That's not so bad. Do you have to pay for each individual thing? Well, you can get a pass, like a monthly or a yearly. But I was definitely like the poorest guy in there. It was just like a, like a lot of old white guys with white hair and you know big tits, right. walking around saggy. Oh boy! Um, Don't tell you, Ted Alexander you went there. He'll betray you. Why? I mean, uh, well, the Wall Street guys. He hates oh, them. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, he's got he's got beef. That's true. Yeah, but I highly recommend a bathhouse. What a what a treat. Man, I got I might check it out. Check it out. My girlfriend went to the Spa Castle. You ever hear of that place? I have. That's in Queens. It's right? out in Queens. I think it might be even on the border of Long Island. They went out there and uh, she didn't realize. She went there with uh, Ashley Brooke Roberts. She get there, it's all nude. Oh wow! You just gotta be naked. Wow! So it's a it's a weird thing. If you're not expecting that, so just know that you're naked. Okay. That's kind of hot. Couple of couple of young gals walking around naked. We should go to the uh, spa together. That'd be fun. Let's do it. I'm Boy, down. Give us an episode. Well, Luis Gomez told me about it. Him and uh, his girl went, and he's like, "We gotta all go. We gotta get a group together." And I was like, "I'm down," because yeah. they have like these uh, coupons or whatever the fuck mm, for twenty bucks. Sure. But then when you get there, they they get you for individual things. Right. Right. So yeah. Sarah ended up paying two hundred bucks to walk around. Naked. What? Yeah. Oh man. Because there's a salad over here and there's a thing over there, uh, and then they have all the food. They got a monopoly over there once right, you get in there. Right. And you're walking around naked. Yeah, it's very zen in there too, which I think you'd enjoy. I love a zen. That's why I love the conservatory garden. Yes. Spectacular. I gotta go to that. I was there for three and a half hours. I was just kept meditating everywhere. I'm not gonna sit here, and then I sit over there. I got yeah. there's bees flying in my hair. I, I loved them. Oh boy. Uh, speaking of bees flying in our hair, that doesn't make sense. I want, before we forget, quick shout out our pal Corey Griffin. You know oh, this guy? Yeah, I see him all over the comments. Boy, this guy, they're all over the comments, and uh, he, he didn't see us, but he bumped into Pat Dixon, who I live with, gave us each a gift card. Ah. Individuals. And shout out to Pat for not getting high and eating all that. Well, we haven't gone there yet. They may have zero dollars on Oh, them. good point. Uh, but anyways, Corey, big out. That guy's the, that guy's the best. And uh, Andy's a gun owner and didn't get too upset with me about my... Recent gun rant on the You Know What Dude podcast. I apologize, everybody. Don't shoot me. Boy, oh boy, this gun stuff. What's what's going on? Well, I got emotional. I threw some stuff out no, there. I'm, and... not, I'm not knocking you. I'm well, glad. the problem is uh, a lot of these guys, they start, you, you yell a couple things, and they're all like, you can't take our guns? I'm like, of course not. What are you insane? Yeah. Also, here's a quick news flash. Nobody's taking your guns. No. It's never going to happen. No. The NRA is too powerful, and it's unconstitutional, so no one's taking your fucking guns. So right. Enjoy your guns, and you're fine. I apologize. I got emotional. I think I called them all faggots, so I probably offended oh, the gays. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't think any gay people listen to You Know What, dude, but I think they listen to this show, so if you heard a rumor, gay folks, I was just angry. Yeah. But, uh, but boy, they'll, they'll come right at you, these gun people. Oh, yeah, that's their style. They're kooks. That's why they have guns. Yeah, indeed. Ah, oh, jeez. Uh, and that's the thing. I, I don't have any solutions. I don't think we should get rid of, we shouldn't take all the guns. I'm just saying it's not for me. Yeah, I agree. I'm not a gun guy either. I went on a little rant. I don't know. I got emotional. It was comedic. Yeah. I think I said they all have small dicks. Oh, Which isn't wow. true. My Uncle Dale has a bunch of guns and he's got a huge dick. Oh, yeah? It's uh, pretty tasty. Wow, you guys. It runs in the fam. Yeah. <laughs> we, got, uh, we got big old dongs. Yeah, you do. Well, no guns. No, well, he's got lots of guns. He's oh, got, okay. He's one of these guys that he's like, I got a shotgun. It's for opening doors. It blasts wow. the door off. And you're like, why do you have that? That's, That's insane. Yeah. You also have children. I remember being at a pawn shop in college with my jerk-off buddies, and they loved guns. And they were like, let's go hold the guns. They just wanted to hold them. Like, don't you feel like a man? I was like, I feel less like a man with this gun. That's what my rant yeah. was. Oh, really? That's exactly what my rant was. Yeah. So I think there's something lacking with these guys' manhood. Yeah. I felt like a weirdo. I felt like a like a serial killer, like taxi driver holding that gun. Yeah. I've uh, I've I've held some of my uncle's guns and uh I kind of enjoyed it to be honest. I grew up in the movies, but they were they were empty. I'm more a fan. I like a like a when they hit you with the butt of the rifle, and like like knock some guy in the nose with oh, the butt. Yeah, that to fun. me seems enjoyable. That's fun. But shooting a guy, I, uh, I couldn't do. I'd be the guy in the movie with the shaky f- hand, you know. And they're like, "Just do it, Mark. Right. Just do it." I'm like, "I can't." Right. That would be me. I think that's what most people are when it comes down to it. They uh-huh. have these these guns for protection, but when it comes down to it, I think it's pretty hard to just execute a uh, like, "Bah, get out of here." Right. And uh, I think it's pretty rare, also. Well, when I was staying at this gay f- eccentric gay fellow Cody's apartment, I was. I was in his apartment alone a lot, so I was just watching movies, and I watched the whole Saving Private Ryan. Oh, yeah. Boy, oh, boy. You know, just when you really sit down and watch that movie alone and think what these guys went through, it's un-goddamn believable. Oh, it's insane. And and that's that uh, related to that, I went and saw Rory Kennedy, who's a 
wonderful filmmaker, and I'm going to get shit for being anti-gun and talking about how I love the Kennedys. Uh, yeah. But uh, she, re- she made this movie called Last Days in Vietnam. Have mm-hmm. you heard about it? No, no. It's one of these movies, I saw the trailer like three months ago, it's a documentary, Ooh. and uh, I got so excited about it. And then, you know, sometimes when you get excited for something, they're like, September, and I'm like, well, September's never going to come. Right. It was in June or whatever, and I was I like, that's, that that's not a thing. Yeah. And it finally came out, went to see it in the theaters with uh, Jason Kanner, mm-hmm. and it's a bunch of elderly guys, and I realized halfway through, they're all Vietnam veterans. Wow. We're the only two young ones, and the movie ends, and everyone's just sobbing. Oh, my it was God. like a we couldn't even get out because people on either end were like bent over crying. <laughs> oh this documentary God. is incredible. Really? You got to see it. It's about the last two or three days in Saigon, uh-huh. and uh, evidently, you know, we pulled all the troops out seventy three, uh-huh. and the North Vietnamese they were afraid of Nixon. They were like, "This guy is fucking terrifying." You know, Nixon dropped more bombs in Vietnam than all told bombs in World War Two. Wow, is that I, fucking I crazy? Did, I did not know that. I mean, we bombed the fuck out of those. Little guys. I, can I? I'm not a, like a Nixon dude. Yeah, I, I don't know much about him except for that he was impeached for uh, he he fingered a girl with a cigar, right? No, he resigned. Oh, that's right. For fingering a girl with a cigar. Yes. So uh, it's something about a stained dress. I don't follow politics. Me either. But uh, that's why it's great when people get upset at me. Yeah. I'm like I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. Right. Right. Uh, so why don't they just bomb? Because I was watching Saving Private Ryan. I'm like. They pull up in the in the U boat. What do you call those boats? I don't know the frog boats. PT. Cruiser? I don't know. You know the little boats where they just have a ton of guys and the flap drops and they just run on the beach? Oh, yeah, yeah. And they just pull up at one of those, the flap drops, and they just all, like, 30 of them get mowed down by a machine gun. It's like, well, now we just lost 30 dudes. Oh, yeah. All those guys had moms and dads and sisters and brothers. They're all fucking gone. That's sad. Right. Just go bomb them. Just send planes and bomb. You're just losing lives, countless lives for no reason. Right. I think you had to campaign for when to bomb, and then we wanted to get the beachfront. I don't know too much Mm, about it. but It just seems odd. It's just such a waste. You could just drop eight bombs, and we're just trying to kill the guys. So just drop bombs. Yeah, it's crazy. War. uh, War. Oh, boy. No good. No good, indeed. What is it good for? Absolutely. Nothing. Say, Say it, it again. again. <laughs> uh, but anyways, this last days in Vietnam, incredible. Yeah. Because so anyways, so then uh, they're afraid of Nixon because uh-huh. he's like, this guy's a fucking maniac. He just bombed the fuck out of the country sure. for years. So then he resigns. Immediately, everything changes. The North Vietnamese are like, he resigned, everybody. Oh. Let's go. And they all, they just fucking steamroll. Uh-huh. Am I too loud? They just steamroll South Vietnam, uh-huh. and we have the uh, U.S. Embassy, and uh, we're, there's a lot of Americans still there that are just working, left over, you know? Oh, wow. And so they're coming, and, and we're like, fuck, we got to get out of here. Yeah. And then uh, at this point, the, uh, this is 1975, and we've spent so much money, billions and billions of dollars, and lost hundreds of thousands of American lives. Mm-hmm. So we're like, we need $750 million to Congress. You know, we need $750 million to get these people out of here. We gotta, we're going to get taken over. Wow. And Congress is like, fuck you. This is over. Uh, no way. You man. know, that's the way it goes. Yeah. And so they had to just evacuate everybody. Ah. And uh, this whole, the whole movie is about, like, who stays and who goes. Because they're trying to, they've made friends with these South Vietnamese guys, especially the army guys. They're going to get killed immediately. Yeah, yeah. And so they're like, we got to get them out. And they're like, I have all my family. What? And so they're all, like, overpiling into the U.S. Embassy. It's fascinating. The movie's incredible. Wow. But the most amazing thing, first of all, it gives you some pride in America, where people are like, we got to find the Americans. Yeah. That's who's going to save us, these guys. Ah. And so, uh, that's our this, thing. We pick up the tab. Yeah. So there's this one incredible uh, story. This guy, uh, this South Vietnamese guy, he's a Chinook, mm-hmm. Chinook uh, pilot. You know those giant helicopters with the two, oh yeah, two things. Those huge fucking helicopters. That's a Chinook. Yeah. Oh. So he's a pilot, and uh, he gets his son. He's like, he tells his son and his his wife and the family. He's like, wait for me. I'm gonna show up and get you guys out of there. So they're just they realize they're getting taken over. They're just sitting around waiting for dad. Wow. And so the son is now 40. He's telling the story. And they're yeah. just sitting around. He's five years old at the time. And uh, they're sitting in the living room. And finally, after like hours and hours and days, they just hear like, and they're like, that's dad. Oh, Everybody, get your suitcases. We're going. That's him. He lands in the front yard. Uh-oh. He's like, everyone, just get in the helicopter. We got to get the fuck out of here. So he flies out blind. He just flies into the Pacific yeah. just looking for anything. Wow. He's like, he knows he's going to die. So he's like, i got to get out of here. He's running out of fuel. Finally, oh, he Wait, finds... are you going to ruin the movie here? No, this is just one uh, okay, scene. Okay, okay, okay. This is one thing. All right. 
It's a long movie. Ah, I didn't know if this was the big end. Plus, fuck the movie. We gotta sell tickets. Yeah, good point. <laughs> We're selling milk duds in the we, lobby. We got, uh, this is a big podcast here. Let's yeah. be honest. How many people are actually gonna go see this fucking documentary? Yeah, that's true. I'm gonna go see it. That's for sure. So uh, he's flying out there. He's running out of fuel. He finds this American ship, and it's like a. It's not an aircraft carrier. It's a fucking just ship. Yeah. With like a small uh, pad. Yeah. But he's way too big. He's flying down. He's like, I'm trying to land. And Americans are like, fuck you. You're going to drown our ship. This is huge. The helicopter is bigger than the ship. Yeah. So like, fucking get out of here. Wow. You can't land here. He just starts dropping his family out the helicopter. A baby. In the water? No, into the onto the fucking ship. Oh, okay. They're tossing them down like <laughs> firefighters. Like they're like, Ooh, oh my lord. And just catching them. So he, he throws his wife. He's like, everyone get off. Get onto that fucking American ship. Yeah, God damn it. yeah. So then he's flying. He, he, he gets everyone off the ship. Mm-hmm. He flies out. He's like 50 yards away, and he's like touching the water. He's like going up and down. The oh, wheels are going boy. in the water. He's running out of fuel. They realize afterwards he's flying the helicopter and taking his flight suit off, oh. which is almost impossible. Yeah. Wait, wait. They have he, footage of this? There's pictures of okay, this. Okay. Wow. It's, cra- it's unbelievable. Jesus. You can't believe what's going on out I there. I'm, I'm not believing. So then... He gets his suit off. They see him throw his flight seat out the fucking window. Uh-huh. Somehow he's flying a helicopter while changing his clothes. Yes. Then he, I can't even masturbate and change my clothes at the same time. And these suits, they're jumpsuits, so you got to take the whole thing off. It's like a skin. Yeah, you got to pull it off. It's, yeah. a, it's a thing. It's very awkward. So then the helicopter starts turning to the right. They watch him dive out to the left. He turns the helicopter to the right, dives out the left side, and the helicopter blades just hit the ocean. It's like... <laughs> Oh, wow. The whole ship is just, the whole helicopter is just erupting in the ocean. And uh, all of a sudden they see his head pop up. He swims over, jumps on the ship. Oh, boy. He goes to America. This guy, the the kid's alive. He's telling the story. Oh, my Lord. Incredible. The things people can do when you're put up to the test. Exactly. When life is on the line. That's when you, I I was crying, appreciating life. I wanted to hug everybody I know. Wow. It was incredible. Man, oh, man, oh, man. People are jumping barbed wired fences. They're just, they're swimming in the ocean. They're just flying blind. Yeah. The, the story is, that's one story. There's 10 more that are incredible. I could do a whole podcast on it. It's incredible. You got to go see it. I'm going to go see it. What, what, what a preview. That was a great review. Un- unbelievable. But, holy uh, moly. Fascinating stuff. And it's stuff that uh, I, I didn't even know. I had no idea about this stuff. And then what's crazy about this, I, I think I knew this, but didn't. North Vietnam, just, they, just, they just took everything over. It was over. It was all for naught. Oh, really? We just completely lost. And then not to mention the vets now are all fucking no one gives a shit. Yeah, well, that's They're the way it goes. They're all poor and drunk and whatever. Right, so it's pretty wild. See, we lost all these people, and then uh, as soon as we left the war, they just took over anyways. Jeez Louise, and Which, I, I complained. I, I bought a cookie the other day that had nuts in it. Ah, I was furious. And then this guy's jumping out of a helicopter to the left. But it's all relative, I guess. But, man, terrifying. Whew, that is wild. But uh, think about these guys that lost all their friends, became addicted to heroin. They were there for three years. They lost limbs. They go home. And at that time, nobody cared about veterans. There's none of these things. They right. were like, fuck you, baby killer, and yeah. spitting at them. And then after that, we just lose. I know. It, lo- it was for nothing. All the money, all the lie. It's crazy. We did years and years just so South Vietnam doesn't get taken over by the communists. We leave, taken over. Ah. Unbelievable. And then, uh, you know, years later, we do a very similar thing in Iraq. Right, right. Which is happening now. ISIS taken over. Again, I don't follow politics, so if that's wrong, fuck me in the ass and... Throw cum in my face. Doesn't it seem like, uh, though, that Vietnam was such a a national thing? Like, everybody's, my boy's over there and all that. You know, it's it's, uh, Vietnam and our our troops are fighting. But Iraq seems very distant. Like, no one really talks about it. It's just like, ah, yeah, my friend went to Kuwait. Oh, yeah? Yeah, cool. Well, now they don't. But there was a time. I mean, when it was happening, it was really pretty wild. I I think we were removed because I think... I mean, 03 is when it all broke out, and I was 21, so I was a drunk fucking uh, idiot, yes, so and we were all like, ah, woo, but I right. think there was a lot of, uh, I mean, there was huge, the biggest war protests in history were over Iraq, mm. in American history, anyway. You think? Yeah, and all over the world. I mean, that was a huge deal. I mean, wow. you know, weapons of mass destruction, and yeah. the president, you're uh, with us or against us. I mean, that was like a, it was pretty wild. I mean, that dominated all headlines for a decade. Oh, okay. okay, good. All right. I think we were just drunk and running around crazy, yeah. but... Um, Same with Korea. You know, people well, like, Korea is the forgotten war. That's the forgotten one. Everybody's yeah. like, ah, World War Two, and you go, I was in Korea. You go, all right, move over, buddy. Yeah, well, it's literally called the forgotten war. That's I don't even bummer. know what the fuck that was about. I don't either. I think uh, it was a conflict, even not yeah, even a war, a conflict. I, I don't know what the hell went on over there, but yeah, those poor guys. I feel bad. You know, they, they say this thing: thank a veteran, thank a veteran. 
I always want to apologize to a veteran. I'm always like, I'm sorry that happened to you. I mean, even when I was in Iraq, both times, I wanted to be like, I'm sorry you're here. This is a bummer, man. Yeah. I, I thank you also. I appreciate right. you fighting. I'm not going to fight. Fuck me. They kind of go hand in hand. But you just, yeah, you just want to be like, man, I'm, I'm so sorry that you're having to deal with this. This yeah. is brutal. Wow. Uh, and then, like, the conditions, too. Forget the war and the battle and the shooting. Just the heat and, and just living oh, yeah. away from your woman right. and your family. and uh, The food, everything. The, you got to hang out with these weirdos. Just a nightmare. And I think that's a lot of times when people are uh, pro-war and go to war. You're not thinking about these individual people. Yes, yes. I remember uh, my ex-girlfriend, we, there was a thing in my town, Whitman, Massachusetts, at the baseball field. They put a baseball uh, for every person that died in Iraq. And it's big. There's a lot of people oh, yeah. have died in that war. Americans. Uh, not to mention baseballs. the... Countless civilians, Iraqi civilians. Um, but anyways, they put all these baseballs up, and I forget what the number was at the time, and she was like, only 4,000 people have died? Americans have died? She's like, that's low. And I'm like, but you got to think about how much one life affects. Of course, yeah. Imagine if you died. Imagine if I died, that effect on you and John and everyone listening. Oh, yeah, right. Each person affects so many lives. How about this? This is to bring it even more down. I saw a statistic that said... Uh, more people have died in Southside Chicago mm-hmm. than in Iraq. Yeah, Chirac, they call it. Isn't that insane? Well, Chicago. That's, that's the thing about the media and and and, st- and the public. They got to sell the tickets, and I'm going to come under fire for this too. But black people killing black people is not a major concern. Not a news story. The American public. No. No. Why? Why? But why aren't black people outraged? I feel. Like I think Ferguson, they are. I feel like Ferguson's like, hey, we're going out there, we're marching, and that's like South. Southside Chicago, it's like ah. Well, that's because that a lot of that has to do with the media. Uh, Greg Warren's parents they live a few miles from Ferguson, and they were talking about how um, what do you call it? There was like a drive-by shooting where like a young black girl was killed a yeah. couple weeks before the Ferguson incident. Uh huh. But that's not news. A black guy uh, doing a drive-by and killing a black kid. Well, that's not really newsworthy. Right, right. Oh well, these blacks they're crazy. They shoot each other. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's who to blame because the media you, people blame the media, but the media is only selling tickets. They selling what the American public right. wants to watch. Yeah, that's a, it's a story. Well, once you get race involved, yeah. now you got a story. But so I don't know what the fuck. But don't you don't you feel like there's less outrage when it is a black com? Uh, I almost said comic when it's a black <laughs> shooting on a black kid. Oh, there's way less outrage. Yeah. Well, that's because it should, it's become it be to out, be outrage. Be, it's a killing and a killing. I agree, but that's it's come to be expected. So it's it's ah, that's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's uh, I don't. Again, I offer no solutions, and I'm very right. naive on all these topics. You don't have to tweet at me and call me a fucking faggot idiot. I don't know right, what I'm talking right. about. You, I'm yeah. a comic. You can call him that anyway. You don't I, need don't, these topics. I don't. I don't, uh, I don't have any answers, but uh, yeah, I know. I'm just. But, just speaking out loud. These, uh, yeah, these black communities. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. But one theory I heard, uh, please, from uh, Dave Smith and yes. a lot of other people, is that uh, you know this this weed being criminalized. That you get these young black oh, guys. Yeah, that's they arrest them for weed possession. They go to prison. They come out actual hardened criminals. Right, right. Meanwhile, their kids are growing up without dads because their dads are in prison. There you go. So this war on drugs is really causing a big problem. That's the theory I heard, and maybe there's holes in it, and you can all call me a fucking douchebag. Look, here's the bottom line. If you're mad at anything we're saying, email Dave Smith. Yeah. Call him a fag. Fuck that asshole. And check out his podcast, too. What the hell is his podcast called? It's called Part of the Problem. Part of the Problem, boy. That's a great title. Glad you came up with that. What are we editing? Oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, all right. Well, this part is our. <laughs> no, that's fine. John, you're part of the problem. You were on the spot there. He's not gonna. He's not gonna listen to this. No, you. You got it. You got it eventually. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, leave it in there. We don't. We don't yeah. do any editing on this show. No, we keep it real. Yeah, <laughs> keeping it real, everybody. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Again, uh, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. These are just some things I've overheard. So you don't have to tell me I'm dumb. I don't give a shit. That's my. That's my thing too. Is you, you get in trouble as a comedian, as a and as a podcaster, broadcaster, whatever, for saying what's out there. Like you just like I go. I'm just telling you what I see, and everybody goes, "Hey, you're a piece of shit." Well, it's the same with Saving Private Ryan. There's a guy getting his arm shot off, and you go, "Well, that's that's awful." Well, I'm just saying. I'm just showing you what happened. It's right. The same thing. Right. Right. People just don't want to hear certain things. I think that's the bottom line. Yeah, that's it's touchy with all that stuff. And uh, we've talked about this a million times, though, uh-huh. with, with, with race and stuff like that, with PC stuff, where I'm like, yeah, I lived in Harlem. There's a lot more dog shit and trash all over the street. Right. Oh, hey, right, geez, right. what are you? You're from Boston. You right. I'm like, 
I've, I live there. <laughs> That's what I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, I know. I fucking lived there, and I've lived here. There's way more dog shit over here. Yeah. There's a lot more people walking in the street. I'm right. not. You're the racist. Yeah. You're yeah. saying, oh, whoa, what black people? No, I'm just telling you, this is what's happening in this neighborhood. Exactly. There's people walking in front of my car when the light is green and, all the time. And the annoying thing is, if you go, yeah, I live in this Polish neighborhood. There's a bunch of meat hanging. Nobody goes, hey, whoa, whoa. Right, right. Well, why? Because we're both white. I'm just pointing out things. Although I'll say this, we have not caught a lot of flack for the Chinatown. <laughs> Smells like dead feet. Chinese yet. people don't complain. They don't listen, I think, is the point. Oh, yeah, they're too busy selling meats. But I think a lot of these, like, hipster Williamsburg, like, white people with big, thick glasses, they're like, you can't say that. They don't right. give a shit about Asian people either. No, they don't care. Or they're Chinese people. Trying to be a hero. But I saw a thing on the, <laughs> on the uh, subway. It said, uh, it was like a storage ad, like for a storage facility. It's like, hey, New Yorkers, come put your storage here. Forget about it. Ooh. And it's like, well, that's... Mocking Italian people, right, right. That's like a, that's like slang, right. You couldn't do that with like, ting uh, tang ta, <laughs> store here. You know, it's the same thing. But forget about it. It's, it's just weird how we accept some and not all. Right, yo nigga, hide your shoes here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Hide didn't make sense, but uh, you know, uh, well, maybe you're hiding. Other people steal shoes. A, maybe a gram of crack in your shoe or whatever. Those, uh, those, those Jordans they used to get stolen. No, uh, that's right. But hey, we did a whole war chunk. Let's keep it low. Right now, it's uh nine eleven. Right now, happy nine yeah, eleven, buddy. Nine eleven day. Happy nine eleven. We talked about this before. Here's who's got it made in the shade with the A as the grade. Lay it on me. These young New York firefighters that are 25 and under. Yeah. They're walking around. We saw a big group of them. They're all big smiles. They probably all just got blown. Right. They're getting their nine eleven puss. These kids were 11 on 9-11. That's true, yeah. I mean, they might be legacy, so they, their family might have passed away, but there's a good chance these guys, they ain't fucking, they were 10 years old, they didn't know what the fuck 9-11 was. Yeah, yeah, I know. Now they're on the staff, they get the uniform, and, and girls just want to fuck firefighters on 9-11. And can you imagine, they're probably at a bar tonight, some girl's going to be sitting on their lap like, you're such a hero, and he's like, I know, I remember third grade. Right, you yeah. Know, when I, I was when in I, Miss Melvesti's class. Right. She made us stand in our chairs or whatever. Oh, fun thing about 9-11, I was reading this book about how... Uh, oh, that's Finally. weird. Yeah. Uh, I was reading this book about how our brain perceives things that they want to perceive. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you ask anybody about 9-11 what they saw, and they say, well, I remember seeing the first tower go down, then I remember seeing the second tower go down, which is false because the news didn't cover it until the second tower. So they only showed the first tower going down later. That was later footage, but your brain puts it together in that way. What do you mean? No, Getting hit, you mean? Hey, getting hit, like the first tower got hit. Getting then, hit, but then they the showed them falling down. Yeah, yeah, but, but I'm saying getting hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then the getting news hit. picked it up. So then now they're filming the, the World Trade, and then the second one gets hit. So you see that first. Right. Because the first one had to get hit in order to start filming. I think a, a very small percentage of people actually saw the second one get hit. Pop, Because it was only like 12 minutes later. Yeah. I think a lot of people claim that they, I didn't see either get hit. I watched them both fall. By the time I started watching, they had both already been hit. Oh, there was I only I, like 10 minutes in between. I think I saw the second one get hit. Yeah, there was a very brief period. Like no, actually, I did 12 minutes or so. Because it happened at like 7 a.m., didn't it? I think it was quarter eight and then 9.03 or something oh, like that. It was yeah, 8.47 and 9.03, something like that. But um, Where were you? I was in Whitman, Massachusetts. I was at home. My sister woke me up and said, they're shooting. They're shooting at the Twin Towers. Mm. And I was like, oh, this is crazy. And we watched it in my mother's bedroom. So you were probably 23, 24? I was twenty one, I think. No, oh. I was I was I was twenty. I was oh, 20, twenty years old. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was eighteen. It was a few months before my first my twenty first birthday, and uh, I think I told the story on the one that got erased, the podcast that got erased. Oh, well, then tell it. I had a page a day. This is really weird and creepy. I forget if I. I think this is the one that got erased. But uh, I used to for years and years. I would check behind the shower curtain before I went to piss because my my aunt told me that a man might be in there hiding to, oh yeah when i was like 6 years old cuz he was a lunatic that shower curtain closes when it's open like that it's terrifying yeah so i would always check behind the shower curtain until i was like you know 16 years old sure. like the age of 7 to 16 and then i was like well this doesn't even make sense and i became you know i was older mm -hmm. but that night the night of september 11th instinctively without no i went to the bathroom and i pulled the shower curtain back and looked behind it ah, i turned into a child it was right. such a terrifying time interesting that i went back to like my weird childhood fears yeah and i remember like i opened it and closed it and went started going to the bathroom i was like did i just open this that was fucking bizarre that's very because i did it a thousand times when i was younger sure and my other 9-11 weird thing i had like a page a day sports thing i had like a sports trivia on it mm -hmm. and uh i get one a new one every year and for christmas that year i got one and i brought it into my bedroom to like replace the other one at new year's or whatever 
and uh, the other one was still there. It stopped at 9-11. I stopped tearing them. Oh. Without, uh, subconsciously. Oh, wow. Because life had changed. I stopped ripping my thing every morning. Wow. I just was, I woke up the next morning and turned on the news, and the next morning I woke up and turned... And so it was just left at 9-11. It was really eerie. That's odd. So it was like these weird... That was such a crazy time. These weird things happened. Yeah, yeah. I, uh... Wow, that's wild. I I, I was hung over. I remember it was, it was in college. College had just started because it was September. Right. 11th. And, yes. And I was walking downstairs, and I was like, ah, I'm hung over. And living at home, when you're hung over, you got to face your parents, which is the worst feeling. Yeah. So I'm like hung over, trying to hide being hung over. And my dad goes, we got a problem. <laughs> That was the first thing he said to me. Like Jim Lovell. Yeah, so I'm hung over like, ah, oh, shit, did I take a poo on the floor, or did I puke in the potted plant, or whatever. Right. And I was like, ah, like, here we go, about to get yelled at, bring it on. And he goes, look at the TV. And I was like, oh, what did I do now? <laughs> was I on the news? <laughs> and uh, so I look at the TV, and of course I see the, the planes, and it's CNN, everything's smoking, and people are screaming. And there was a part of me going, "Oh, thank God, I'm out of the I'm out of the woods." Right. But then, of course, it all clicked in. I was like, "This is wild." And uh, so school was canceled that day, and I still went to school out of guilt. Oh, really? I just drove to school and drove home. Oh, weird. Isn't that weird? That is weird. Because you think, "Hey, you got off school," you're like, "Fucking right, I'm staying home." But right. I still went. Interesting. See, we're doing very bizarre things. Yeah. It was scary, but it was also kind of fun. And it was like the only time in my life that everybody had like American pride. Well, that's what I'm saying about the war, the Iraq thing. I don't feel like that. That like my dad was telling me when Nam happened, it was like we it was black, white, rich, poor. Everybody was like, we're in this together. No, what are you talking about? I don't feel like Iraq had. Most that. people was against that in Vietnam. No one was in it together. It was, it was fucking divided. People, there was hawks and doves. More than half the country was like, fuck you. That's how the whole counterculture started. You don't feel like there was a real bond. There was a bond against it. No one was like, we're in this together, let's do this. Mm. I mean, there was on the, the older side. Yeah. There was a huge divide. With the hippies and all that? Yeah, there was a wild divide. Wow. But that didn't happen in Iraq because everyone was against it, similar mm. to Vietnam. Because it didn't make sense. We were going to war with the wrong country, which has since well been proven. I mean, don't even argue me with that. Yeah. I mean, I- that's insane. I just want to, I want that, I like that love. I like that togetherness. That lasted like a couple months or oh, a few yeah. months with 9 11. But right. then all of a sudden it was like Saddam Hussein. People started to be like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. That yeah, doesn't yeah. make sense. Right, right. Uh, but that, remember the World Series, George Bush threw that strike. Mm. He came out and threw out the opening pitch with a bulletproof vest and he threw a strike and an eagle landed on his head. Right, right. It was fucking insane. That I love that guy. And then he had the thing with the megaphone. Yeah. And he's like, we can't hear you. He's like, I can hear you. And the people that did this are going to hear from all of us. He's standing on the rubble. He was like a superhero. Right, right. I was like, this guy, I wouldn't suck his dick. Texan. Yeah, he was something else. He's a cowboy. I still like George Bush. Really? I just think he was a bad president. He was a bad president. Yeah. But what can you do? Cokehead. No. Well, he did. He dabbled he in coke. He did coke once, I heard. Ah. No, I one does co- no one does coke once. Went to Yale. Uh-huh. That's something. There we go. Seems like a nice guy. All right. Well, this is a, this is a real, the realest episode we've ever had. Well, I got one more downer. Please, let's stay down. All right, we're down. I feel great. I can't get it up. Um, oh, Joan this... Rivers. Oh boy, she's dead. Yes, she is. Uh, and we had a. I was wondering because we were. I was on the road. I was in a hotel. You were in New York. We were texting about Joan Rivers. Yeah. And uh, I was wondering if you were if there was any tension in those texts. What do you mean? Well, you were saying. Ah, she wasn't my favorite. I'm not. I'm not too blown away by this. And I was like, ah, oh, I think she was great. Whatever. And then we were kind of bored, both going back and forth. They're like, ah, she's not for me. And oh, oh. no tension. Okay, I, good. I good. just all I'm saying is I don't. I don't disrespect her. I'm not glad she's dead. Right. She right. just didn't have a personal effect on me. Uh, I didn't realize she was even a comedian until years later. To me, she was just this person that was annoying at the Oscars right. and had a bunch of surgery. I was uh-huh. like, this is a weirdo that had surgery and is talking about fashion. <laughs> yeah. And then. Uh, George Carlin had a line he wrote, Joan Rivers turned into, became what she used to make fun of. Yeah. And I had to look up. I was like, what is he talking about? What did she used to do? What, oh, I don't yeah. understand. It's and then I realized good. she was a comic. Oh, yeah. She did it all. Uh, so it was much later. I mean, I respect Joan Rivers, and uh, it sucks the way she died, too, because it wasn't like I she know. was sick. I know. She just went in, and they, they fucked her up with the throat thing. Right. That yeah. happened to my favorite sports writer, Dick Schapp, who wrote my favorite book called Flashing Before My Eyes. He mm-hmm. was routine surgery, like a knee surgery, and he got infected or whatever. Ah. So uh, I was just saying it just wasn't like a person. It wasn't like a thing where I was like, I can't believe it. And Robin yeah. Williams was much more. Right, uh, right. But I didn't know either one of them. So, you know, neither one had a huge effect on me. Sure. 
All right, yeah, I just didn't know. But yeah, it's a bummer. I mean, I I just such a comedy fan that I'll watch anything comedy. Like I even watched Kathy Griffin's The D List. Oh god. Just cuz yeah, she's a comic. She she got on TV. I'm a comic. I want to get on TV. Right. And so I would pop on uh Joan Rivers' show and it was just nothing but jokes. Right. And it was like it was like a little mini roast every show. Right. And it was, you know, it was good. And she would say things that no one else would say. She had balls and no one could touch her cuz she was you know, 98 years old or whatever. Right. So, you know, there was, she was good for comedy, I think. For sure, yeah. yeah. A wonderful comedian, and, and everyone says she's a great comedian, of course. Uh, it just wasn't a person that, like, I think a lot of times with these deaths, people reach for things to make it personal, and they're I like agree. this. That was, uh, right. I remember this. And you're like, really, was that really true? Were you really that? No. And then people have this thing where I'm like, what are you going to do when people that you really were affected by die? Ah. Oh, my God, Joan Rivers was my favorite. So, like, what happens when, you know... Seinfeld, di- like you're gonna waste up all your emotional right, things. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. And also, you like Seinfeld? Post a thing about Seinfeld right now. Why does right. it have to die? Right, right. Just go post something. Uh, Henry Phillips had a great point. Like a lot of times, people die. And people are like, I met that guy, and lo- it's a lot of times it's just people basically being like, don't forget about me, everybody. Sure, yeah, they put it back on me. All the pictures, all pictures. Yeah, I'm here too. But uh, no, I mean she's an incredible. I mean, first of all, anyone that works for that long, yes, I, I love, and I love any comedian that's writing material and working. I love her line. She wrote a she wrote one joke for every dollar she made wow. in the business. Did you what, see her documentary? I haven't watched it oh, yet. Oh, it's great. I I'm think sure that'll that'll, that'll, that'll make change it, it all. Yeah. Another great joke. Liz Taylor puts mayonnaise on her aspirin. Ah. Which I think is one of the funniest jokes I've ever heard. I love her joke where after she got a lot of surgery, somebody asked her about it and she goes, "Yeah, well, when I die, they're not going to give my body to science. They're going to give it to Tupperware." Ah, that's fun. I thought that was fun. She had a great someone was posting this clip around about an episode of her show. Her TV show that she must have had on some network, Oxygen Network or Women's Entertainment. She was going in for a surgery and she's talking to uh, her daughter before the surgery. Mm-hmm. And she's all nervous that she's going to die. It's like really emo- it's quite touching. The one she did die on? No, no, no. Oh, this is okay. like an earlier, like a oh. few years ago, whatever. And she was just like, if something should happen, and then like, her daughter's like, what are you talking about? It's a routine surgery. And she's like, but if something happens, I had a great life. I have no complaints. And uh, it's pretty cool to watch. Oh, I'll check that out. Uh, because, um, you know, obviously she did die, but she was a happy, satisfied person right. who lived a great life. So uh, And a huge workaholic. Yeah. Sad, but, uh, you know, when you hear that, you're like, well, this it makes it feel less tragic. Right, right. But, uh, yeah, I don't want any comedian to die. I don't like when people die. I don't either. That's why I'm against guns. Yeah, there you go. Not against guns. I don't like them personally. Whatever. Fuck you guys. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. But, uh, uh, well, but anyways, well, we got to wrap it up. But what a what a what a wild episode! Great ep. This if this if we were on network in the eighties, this would be a very special Tuesdays with stories. This would be not the touching the guy at the bike shop, right? Yeah, whatever. What's that? Hey Arnold? No, uh, different strokes. Ah. That was a big episode where they got molested. Wow, I didn't know that. What about the Fresh Prince where he gets shot? Oh, that was a big one. That as was well. a big gun episode, and he's like, I want Baba. Right, uh, right. Something happened. I can't remember. Yeah. But anyways, well, we got to sign off, everybody. Uh, thanks for the emails and all the tweets. Thank you, Corey, for the Chipotle and Cody. Cody, and then Cody, the best. Thanks for the place. And Chris, thank you as well at Crackers for the Chipotle. Also, uh, Jason from Manchester, United Kingdom, sent us a nice email today and asked for a shout out. And we appreciate all these England people. We're going to try to get out there somehow. We'll and figure it out. We appreciate the uh, black folk as well. You guys are keeping us on the hip. Tip. Aha. Uh-huh. I don't know what that means, but thanks for listening. And obviously, anything we say, we're just speaking from the heart. We're, we're, we don't want to, uh, what's the word? Baby you? Condescend to you. Aha. Uh-huh. Yes. Coddle. Coddle. Yeah. Everybody's coddling. We don't cod. No cod. Uh, all right. That's us signing off. Thanks for having us. Happy 9 11. We love you. See you next time. Take it easy. Never forget to subscribe.